Hi everybody, this is Jitain from Xenom and you're listening to Retail Reimagined, the podcast where we'll talk to CEOs, CMOs, CTOs from the retail industry and uncover the future of retail. So tune in and stay reimagined. Welcome back to the second episode of the Retail Reimagined podcast. My guest today has a very interesting career chart. She spent time in social media, in FMCG and in F&B. So let's get Divya Adarwal from Impresari Restaurants to walk us through her journey and experiences. Divya, thank you very much for taking the time out and joining us in Retail We Imagined. Thank you, uh, and, you know, I've been going through your profile and you have a very interesting journey. Right? I don't want to set any cues, but I want you to walk us through it. Sure. So you're right. I think I do have an interesting journey, honestly. I started my career in consumer insights. Or in earlier days, what we used to call as quantitative researcher working for an FMCG brand, IMRB, which is part of WPP group. But at the onset of my career, two years into it, I actually got a chance to work as a consumer insights professional in Nestle, which is, of course, you know, one of these big FMCG companies. Mm-hmm. What it did for me was it gave me an exposure to two things. A, it gave me an exposure to a lot of consumer cohorts whether it's a youth or housewife. And of course, it also gave me a foray into a lot of different categories within FMCG. So whether it's culinary or beverages or confectionery or even infant nutrition. So that really helped me setting the base of my career by understanding the importance of strategy and consumer insights without having the pressure of sales and numbers on top of me at that time. From there on, I got an opportunity, which is one of my most cherished roles, which was as a brand manager for Maggie Noodles. which was one of the most loved brands for India and even outside for Indians everywhere. Absolutely. I was always somebody who was very curious. I was always okay to take risks. Unlike that, I I want to just do up, up, up in the same genre where I'm there. So I got an opportunity to work in Star Media House and I worked as a brand strategist for Star Plus, which is actually the Hindi GC. I had to watch all those primetime shows. You actually had to be on top of competition and look at it from the heart of India. Right. Channels like Star Plus, Go to UP, Bihar, Gujarat, you really went and met consumers in, in the heart of India and saw wow. the impact that these shows and these characters have in people's lives. I think it was eye-opening for me that how people in tier one, tier two cities early correlate to these people and they're part of their lives. From there on, I got a chance to work in a startup, which my friend from MBA had started. And I worked as a CMO there. This was in healthy snacking space called the Green Snack Company. Very, very close to my heart, but gave me an opportunity to actually work in an early startup, be a part of the journey to raise funds as a seed fund, the first angel funds. And I think that sort of tells you about business altogether in a very different capacity. Because you have to really sell your product well, you have to meet investors, which is not easy at all, and raise funds. Post this, I with Twitter, one of the three biggest social media companies. This was a sales revenue role, where I was handling media and FMCG sales for Mumbai City. Again, very interesting, very different, got my digital learning. Post which, I met Riyaz Amlani, who's the CEO of Impresario, and I started working there as a CMO. Again, marketing head, CMO, whatever, you know, very different role where everything was in-house. You're working on very interesting brands, very interesting pop culture, intrinsic brands like Social Smokehouse Delhi. Right. Uh, But then COVID happened and and sort of life took a turn. I had to come back home in Delhi. And I started this role with Jubilant for a year, 
wherein I got a chance to launch a global QSR brand called Popeyes, which is a fried chicken brand from scratch. I launched it in Bangalore, which again was very interesting because there is a global brand which has a very strong identity in the world, but nobody in India knows about it. Knows it's about not it. like Starbucks or Burger King, which is more popular here. Right. So that was a different challenge altogether because you were bringing this global powerhouse to our country and setting everything up from scratch. The global brand also needs to be localized. That's very important for anything that you do in regional uh, places. So again, a great learning. Also, Jubilant as a company is what we call a food tech company. So the importance of product, data, CRM, etc. that Jubilant does was a great understanding, which helped me in transitioning to this role that I am doing right now in Impresario as chief growth officer. Right. You know, even in an industry like restaurant, I think Riyaz also being a visionary, he understands the importance of these elements, even in an industry which we feel is very traditional. Why do we even need marketing here? Restaurant, hello, come So I think in a nutshell, I, that has been my journey. Super, super, absolutely fabulous. I think the kind of experience we've got seems to have covered literally category industry, vertical, right? Brilliant. And I think there are a lot of questions that pop into my head as you were saying it. But one of the key things is this, did this entire journey, was it uh, intentional or just happened? I think it's a mix of both. It's a mix of organic and intentional. Like Nestle just happened. I was a child. I got this job. I was excited about working for a company that does Maggie, that all I knew. But it really laid down my foundation. I think there were two roles which were intentional. One was Green Snack, which was my startup because I really wanted to work in a startup and wanted to understand what it's all about. Right. That was a thought-through decision. And second was Twitter because I wanted to do a sales role. A lot of brand managers in FMCG, they usually do sales role and then become a brand manager. Okay. But I started my career as consumer insights person. So I felt that I really need to do this role. I think Impresario was serendipity that, okay. that you know, just happened. Got it. Got it. Which actually brings me to the next question. Rightly said, you pointed out growth officer, right? Typically, the concept of growth marketing is something that has been associated with startups, right? And now it is kind of seeping into other industries as well. But I'm, I'm curious to know why this term for a business that's more in the QSR, in the fine dining space, right? See, I would say growth as a function mm. is important for any organization which is looking for sustainable growth and right. which is trying to look at the levers that exist within the organization to sort of leverage them better and get more revenue. To me, that is what growth means. So whether right. it's B2B or it's in QSR or it's in a place like ours, which is more casual dining, fine dining, a mix of all of that doesn't matter. Right. The, the point is for, for the heads, for the management, for CEOs also like Riyaz, to be aware of the fact that the role that technology and data can play. So mm. if I were to tell you that, according to me, what are a few things that CGO or a, or a growth team can go in organization like ours, I would say, is really integration of technology and data. In looking at how the backend processes are, how can it be made more efficient? In terms of what consumer-facing experiences are, how can you better it? How can you personalize it? And how will all of that happen? Mm. It will all happen via studying data, looking at data, leveraging right. it, and customizing it. True. But that's the rule of growth, right? And for example, in our organization, I'm looking at delivery as a business because we are also delivering from our existing outposts. So that then becomes a leverage, right? 
that how are you how are you growing your businesses through this another additional avenue that of course became a trailblazer during covid yeah. i hope that answers your question it does and I, i can only see this kind of a concept you know permeating through the consumer industry as well because i think a lot of us are now moving into a more data centered engagement correct absolutely one of the key things that i want to know is you you started off with consumer insights right and today you're here in a very different era post pandemic what's the kind of change have you seen you know in consumer behavior okay yeah. I, i would start by saying consumer behaviors have changed but i think what hasn't changed is the importance of consumer insights whether it was 10 years back or it's now mm-hmm. for any business any product to be successful it has to be relevant in consumer's life and it yeah. has to fulfill a need gap i think that stays the same the behavior of course changes due to external environment i would say post pandemic if i were to quote my industry the way technology has crept inside the way right. people have adopted to technology right i think before pandemic i would never have expected people to come to the restaurant and scan a qr code and order Mm. but that has now been adopted so well even in a region like north of india you know south of india is supposed to be more tech savvy but everyone is pretty comfortable with scanning qr codes in fact i would say in my life itself i was so against the idea of online shopping but now i am doing it on a regular basis because of convenience because of ease right. so that's something which has definitely changed we have all seen how e-commerce has emerged so consumer behavior and adoption of technology in adoption of digital i think in their lives and how they have welcomed it is one thing which i have seen has changed a lot uh in terms of our industry i would say importance of delivery as a vertical people were getting food delivered but i think it was more who had no other option who were staying alone but now delivery as an experience ordering from better places or ordering from even fine dining restaurants has become a thing right while this is on the rise the beauty of this entire era that we are living in now is after pandemic is how revenge shopping is happening i think revenge dining is also happening yes while people are ordering in more people are also okay to explore newer places explore newer cuisines pay more to get better experiences because i think pandemic has also changed the way we are looking at life and everyone has gone through life altering experiences hence the importance of newer experiences value for money paying more that's some of the things that i can say i've seen change as far as consumer behavior is concerned right right i was talking to a few of my uh, industry colleagues who were in the fashion business and they were talking about how the crowds are back to the stores so are you seeing a similar kind of trend happening to the restaurants as well yeah we are that's what i said revenge dining people mm-hmm. are coming back friends are hanging out people are partying people are spending more crowds are back and they are back with this thing saying that we want to make up all the lost time right just a couple of minutes ago when you talk of customers and insights it, there's a lot of relevance of personalization and cohorts right so how are you approaching this situation see i would say that because of digitization now we have more data at our hand we know what consumers are liking what are they eating what are they drinking what time are they drinking and these are the inputs that i need to understand what my consumer likes of course with this information with this rich data at my hand i can give more personalized experiences to consumers i can communicate to them more personally it comes back to the basic human need of a being known better being appreciated better right. being communicated to when is the right time if i am hungry and it's lunch time and i get a right message i'm more likely to buy 
so i think it's a win win situation for me also and for my guests also because they are getting the right communication when they want and i am getting them at the right time right so i think the importance of data and digitization was never clearer than it has become and that's what we are doing jitin we are also trying to tie up with the right organizations look at how to utilize the data that we are sitting we are also reaching out to more experts because as an organization we also need to evolve while keeping our foundation strong right that's how we are approaching this entire situation where we understand that technology needs to seep in we also understand that data needs to be used better for which now there are these newer organizations which are cropping up so how to tie up with them how to leverage it better for our brand and to of course choose the right partners right right and how do you think this would help those problem statements that you have or engagement issues that you had previously i think the end goal of any of this is to enhance the revenue right ultimately that's what businesses are for if more people are coming back to you through the help of data and digitization by reaching to them at the right time with the right communication it will help you leveraging your business Right. and that is of course the the biggest business problem right that all of us also went through as an industry we figured out that we need to be a lot more ready for any thing which can happen in the future for example delivery that i spoke about data that i spoke about if i have all of this handy if something happens tomorrow i will have a better engagement i will have better databases i will have better knowledge of how to go about the situation so definitely it will help me in problem solving with with the goal of getting more revenue for the business right right and from a personalization level right how deep do you think you would like to go to better experience for a customer honestly the intent is to go deeper it will not happen in today's time in one day or in one year perhaps but honestly i would love to see personalized menus for each person who comes and know exactly what this person like and menu that i am get served and the menu that you are getting served if they are based on what you like and you prefer and there are ways to make that happen but like i said we have to go step by step we were a completely pen and pencil organization you know in terms of digitization before pandemic we have a third party integration with dot pay now through which a lot of transactions are happening online which means we are getting data now now we are in the process of setting up our crm and loyalty in a better way so that we start talking to customers getting repeat customers going through that entire journey once we know our customers better we would want to give them a more personalized experience i think we we would go as deep as possible why not that's what all of us like as customers as human side the better relationships the better friendships are the ones which are more personalized who knows me better who understands me better this all comes down to the basic consumer needs whether it's a product or it's a relationship and i think technology is basically helping us in reaching there sure sure and as part of your portfolio i so see you handle a qsr there's a casual cafe there's also fine dining right i'm sure handling all of these you can't do it the same approach yeah so how are you managing this this ambiguity see i would say what remains the same is again i am going to repeat something which i said earlier is the right. fact that you have to be relevant in consumers life mm-hmm. uh, for the product that you are selling which means you have to talk to the right customer in the right language in the language that sort of they identify with that's important i would say a few differences that i can say is qsr is of course more structured more streamlined there are lesser menu items that you have to deal with 
but the volumes are much higher. The scale is much higher. The consumer's expectation of consistency and consistent experience is much higher. While in a place like social, it's more about the overall experience that you get. It's about variety in the menu that you get. It's a lot about the personalized experiences that you can give inside the stores. So there are common streams, yet there are differences. I think just the scale, the volume is very different in QSR. The speed is very different in QSR. While in a place like this, you can give more personalized experiences. You can do more things. You can experiment a lot more. A lot of things are similar also, right? You have to give great product. You have to give great consumer experiences at all your channels, whether it's in-store or it's online. Right. You have to give propositions and pricing, which makes sense for the consumers that you're targeting. All that remains the same, actually. In my head, there are more similarities. The differences are more based on where you are, which will be different for a brand like Maggie to a brand like Domino's to Popeye's to Social. Right. But if your basics are correct, that's the key to sort of do a good business. Got it. And I think your understanding of cohorts, which you picked up in the initial part of your career, I think must be coming into big time play right now. Absolutely. I think that really helps that you in going back to your customer every time. I keep telling my team, always remembers the fact that what we are doing, let's take a step back and see, even as a customer, are we getting it? Sometimes because of, creative design, coolness portion, trying to be very differentiated. We forget the basics. Mm -hmm. So I think going back to the prime point, which is what consumer is looking for and what you are trying to give to them, these needs to marry each other. That's something that helps you every time. Right. And then if you have to wear the hat of Nostradamus mm. and look beyond four or five years down the line, what do you think should be the focus for restaurants, QSR brands? Hmm. I think a few things. Number one, I would say is keep your brand at the core of everything that you're doing, whether it's five years from now or 10 years from now. What you stand for, it may evolve, but there is something which is the core of what your brand is. Keep that. Don't shake that. Be very, very clear on that as a custodian of the brand, because that's your responsibility. It's also your responsibility to ensure that your teams are working around that. Second, I would say ear to ground and listen to what customers are saying, because customer trends are also evolving, right? right. With that, I think my third point where evolve with time, don't be stuck up. Adopt technology, adopt digital, adopt the best practices which are happening. Meet a lot of new vendors who are coming into the place, newer companies which are evolving and doing something which you may not know about. So be open to learn new things while still keeping your brand at the core of it. Right. And uh, I think I've said it, but I'll repeat, integrate technology front of the house, back of the house, to the customers, in the back end to make your processes more efficient. And this is a challenge in a lot of places, right? Because people have been working in a certain way and a lot of departments and functions are really scared of technology. Right. Show the value that is created because ultimately technology and digitization and data is there to create value in customer's life and in your life as sure. a custodian of the business. Can you communicate that well to the stakeholders? So I would say these are some of the things that, that you know, as an industry, we should, we should think of. Right. And one last question. I always hear and people talk to me the concept of omni-channel, right? Especially in the traditional retail. 
specifically fashion or whether it's grocery. Is there a similar kind of concept that will also permeate into the restaurant business? See, it depends on what your philosophy is. I think if you are a more stronger experiential brand like our social, where it's important to come to the outlet and experience it, right? that's our mainstay. Along with that, I would say delivery as a channel. But it depends on whether it's the right fitment of the brand to be present in every exhibition, in events, in Horeka channel. That's something which I think is really specific. It's more uh, it's more deeply ingrained in QSR. I think it makes more sense there. For a brand like ours, we need to figure out uh, what, what works and what channels work. Like as a brand, we do some ODC events. We do things like that where Social and Smokehouse Delhi do gel there. Right. But we also have cloud kitchen brands whose main purpose is to generate revenue and to be present through only dark kitchens. Right. So I think they will work as it is. A little less applicable to be present everywhere, but more important to be very, very strong where you are. And of course, to leverage yourself because you also have to look at costs True. because this is a capex heavy business. It may not make sense for me to create smaller units and other leverage the best out of the capex that I've already invested in. Right. Super. And what's next for Divya Devan as an individual? I think what next professionally right now is this new role as a chief growth officer is very interesting, very different from what I've been doing as a marketer. Of course, taking all the learnings from there, but sort of doing more strategic work, doing more business-oriented work, making businesses grow. So for me, next is a lot of growth professionally and personally. Right. That's what I'm looking at, a lot of learning, a lot of growth and creating value wherever I am as an individual, for my family, for my organization, and for my team as a leader. Super. Super. Divya, it was an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences and insights. To summarize the entire discussion and, and put it in a few words, you know, consumer behaviors is constantly shifting, which means that it's that much more critical to track and record consumer insights. Data, information technology, obviously is going to play a huge role and the F&B industry is now adopting IT in a very big way, which allows someone like you to actually use technology and study consumer data that much more deeply to drive better consumer experiences. And like you said, I think if needed, leverage on experts and solutions to achieve what you set out to do. In all of this, you feel personalization is important, is critical, while it will take a few years to really get to what vision you have, but I think the journey has begun. Thank you once again. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you, Jitel. Same here. Thank you so much for taking our time. Really appreciate it.